Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome y'all back to Money Talks. I am Sedgy. I'm just waiting on my partner to get all set up and get him on the line. Ready to do it again. We got a lot of information coming up for this episode. Uh, it's packed with excitement. Uh, it will be informative uh, and enjoyable. So uh, just for people out there that's interesting interested in getting started in the stock market uh it's become a little demand that information that people are asking so uh we were sitting around discussing uh the stock market as usual and so i said man uh i think it would be a great idea if we go ahead and do a live cast you know so we put it together we worked out all the kinks and last week uh, it came out beautiful. It was a great episode. Uh, you guys can go back and check out the replay. And we do this every Sunday, every Sunday, every Sunday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Of course, I'm based in Memphis, Tennessee. And got to get my partner Dexter on. Hey, Sedge, you got a year, brother? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm blessed and highly favored. We are introducing today a special cryptocurrency segment presented by Mr. Matt Freeman. Uh, we're very excited about this opportunity, seeing that it is another form of investing. But the most important idea of investing is to diversify. And we want to keep our people informed and make sure we stress the importance of diversifying. Okay, uh, this is Money Talks. I am Said G, CEO of Said G Equity Investments. Of course, we got Dexter, Dexter Enterprising Investors Group. Uh, he's based down in Atlanta, Georgia. And like I said, we had a great show last week, and uh, we want to continue the m- momentum with this episode. And like I said, it's packed with information. So you guys want to probably get your notes and all that type of stuff. And this episode will be uploaded where it'll be set for replay. So if you missed this, uh, the live cast, you all can go back and check out the replay. It will be on the page, Money Talks with Sedgy and Dexter. And how is your day going today, Dexter? Hey, again, brother, we were blessed and highly favored. We've had an awesome weekend being the young entrepreneurs that we are. Uh, we're going to be totally honest with our audience. We are literally running off of fumes courtesy of Thomas Money Records, but we are extremely excited about the opportunities that were presented to our new signee, uh, Mr. Flea, who broke his record on last night to great response. And we're back, right back at it, uh, said, uh, with Money Talks, empowering the people. So we are being extremely unselfish with our time. Uh, we are both adamant football lovers. Matt is a adamant uh, he loves the Falcons. He's an Atlanta native and myself, you know, Oakland Raiders, Gold Raiders. But right now, our job and our delegation is to empower our people. So, you know what? I can watch the highlights later on ESPN. That's cool. But I'm doing what the Lord has me ordained to do. And that is to empower the people and that what the Lord work is, it'll always be priority. Yes, and, and people always asking how you get started and in, investing in the stock market. Uh, we'll uh, cover that later on in this uh, program. And guys, if, uh, if you want to call in, uh, we will have that segment open later on in the program. But TikTok has been the big news over the past couple of weeks. Uh, and that's our topic for today, Dexter. Yes, sir. TikTok is... Uh, supposed to be purchased by Walmart and Oracle said, mm-hmm. uh, which is an interesting concept within itself uh, seeing that, you know, those companies have relatively had absolutely nothing to do with it, each other. You look at Oracle, which is a tech company and you also have Walmart who is a brick and mortar retail and doubles as an e-commerce. Uh, Walmart was a benefactor of actually uh, not only being a brick and mortar but also being ahead of the curve, so to speak due to the fact that it had already developed e-commerce by simply offering uh, pickup, curbside pickups. Uh, they were well prepared for the pandemic. We've seen an increase in their share value. 
and a corresponding share uh, increase with Oracle, seeing that Oracle is, provides cloud-based services. Uh, this was due in part to people being at home in their home offices and forced to basically buy uh, cloud-based services because now they can't work out of the office. Okay, so uh, this stock was demanded by President Trump. Cedric, are you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. Okay, I think we're losing a little bit of connectivity here in Atlanta, but it's okay. Uh, but this stock was recently by current U.S. Senate president uh, was demanded the sale of Chinese uh, funded founded social media app TikTok. The company was originally known as Douyin in Chinese and was owned by ByteDance. Uh, the app was developed in rapid pace in only 200 days. Say, can you believe how much more technolo uh, technology advanced than China is? They were able to develop a phenomenon in less than 200 days. Can you actually believe that? Yes, it's incredible. Um, it just shows you how things can happen um, fast, you know. That's absolutely outstanding, man. And, uh, you know, China has always had that competitive advantage towards us. But let's go on with the facts. Uh, it was developed in 200 days. In less than a year, it had 100 million listeners and active participants. Meanwhile, in America, the company has not only found success in the United States, but it has become a phenomenon amongst its users. Uh, we have celebrities, Cedric, who are now crossing over to TikTok, which only adds to the popularity. Uh, some of those celebrities include Jimmy Fallon, Will Smith, and Jennifer Lopez, who have all joined TikTok recently. Uh, Walmart and Oracle have teamed up to acquire a 20% stake in the company, and the deal was approved by President Trump. Uh, president Trump is a interesting U.S. sitting, uh, sitting president uh, because he actually intervenes on what actually happens in the stock market. And I don't think we've ever seen, as we mentioned before in the previous episode, we've never seen a U.S. president actually intervene on stock prices. Uh, now, with TikTok, they are scared to the United States as far as security is concerned. Uh, I can applaud him on that case, maybe, because we all know China's competitive uh, nature towards the United States. So you can't really blame them for that, seeing that uh, recent companies were exposed from China for possibly being spies. You know, their apps may have been possibly spies. Again, we want to do speculation, but there is circumstantial evidence there that that did in fact happen. Uh, so again, I don't want to exactly applaud him on this one, but I can say, say uh, this one feels a little better now that it's done because this went on and on and on. Of course, there was other people actually bidding, but these are the guys that ended up actually purchasing TikTok. Uh, care if I chime in? Sure. Go ahead, Matt. Trust the time. Hey, that, hey, Sid, this is done, Matt. I just want to chime in on this Oracle um, Walmart deal. Supposedly, what they're talking about is, like uh, Dex said, Oracle and um, Walmart are teaming up to get 20% of the company. But the original company, uh, ByteDance, they're still going to have 80% of the company. They're just not going to be allowed to operate in the U.S. They're moving a facility out in Texas. Supposedly, uh, this is all what Trump said. Um, they're moving a facility out in Texas. And they're actually going to do an IPO coming up soon of TikTok Global. Great. Another IPO. Just what we need. So we need to look out for that, too. Um, pretty much Walmart is going to be the distribution in and Oracle is going to be the security end of the deal. And they're going to keep everything, um, home based from that end and nothing from our end is going to go out to China and they're going to try to keep it like that. That's the whole reason behind the deal was security reason. So, yes, that's and I want to send a shout out to, uh, I am Batman. Thank you for joining us and Gurish Gorg. Gagia. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I want to thank you for joining us and make sure you subscribe. Y'all subscribe to this page and click the like button. Uh, we'll be here every Sunday uh, right here on cashbox.fm. And yes, and I think that um, Trump, it seems like he got a personal issue with China. Uh, 
TikTok has been downloaded more than 80 million times in the United States and have reached 2 billion downloads worldwide, according to data from mobile research firm Sensor Tower that excludes Android users in China. That's, that's incredible to get that many downloads from a, uh, a social media site from another country. But I think that, in my opinion, Donald Trump has a personal vendetta against China or something. I, I, I can't understand what it is, but it's been like a, a real battle with them ever since he's been in the office, you know. And um, Oracle, they sure, sort of just came out of nowhere and became a part of this situation. And I'm in on Oracle myself. You know, I'm not looking for no super payday, but I am looking to um, make a few dollars off of Oracle. Uh, everybody know Walmart. Um, Walmart is a stable blue chip type of company. And it surprises how they just came out of nowhere and came, became a part of this situation. But uh, Dexter, do you think Donald Trump has a personal vendetta against China? Oh, yes, he does. Uh, but this is actually a great thing uh, that he does have a competitive uh, nature towards China because for years, let's just get to the facts again. We don't do speculation, but we entirely export entirely too much to China, and uh, we we don't sell, we don't absolutely sell anything to them. We are buyers, and anytime you have a market that is based upon buying, uh, what you end up with is a lot of debt. Uh, we yeah. sell absolutely nothing to China and vice versa. China sells everything to us. Uh, for instance, if let's just say, for instance, for a scenario, said, mm -hmm. if this pandemic, God forbid, it worsens more than it actually is. Do you know the vast majority of our medicines here in America? The main ingredients are manufactured in China. Yes. So think about that, said the mm -hmm. main ingredients are manufactured in China. And I want to reiterate that, saying that, look, these guys can literally, literally hold us hostage and have sick and dying people here in America because we are totally dependent on a foreign manufacturer to heal our people. Cedric, I don't know about you, but that makes me lose a lot of sleep. It does. And if you go back in historic, even if we look at the illegal drugs, uh, remember Vietnam, uh, it's a bunch of stories, but even the illegal drugs come from over there, like heroin and uh, a lot of this stuff they mixing up in that, uh, what they call it, the syrup. I mean, what is it called? Syrup stuff they be drinking, uh, the kids be drinking yeah. nowadays. So it's so much that yeah. come from over there, including yeah. illegal stuff. Yeah, we you so, know on the street time you, you know we got that audience that can actually like it's promethazine you know and they yeah. call it on the street times you know it's very popular in hip hop it's just known as lean or drank or you know if you're in Texas right. it's so codeine uh, promethazine three six mafia popularized it with uh, sipping on their scissors so it's being marketed quietly uh, but definitely at the same time boldly with the American government. Yes, and it's being portrayed through our music, and it's being targeted to our culture. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very important that we are cognizant that we are literally feeding our people poison. I agree. Right. Yes, that, that, that's also the difference between Eastern and Western medicine. Mm -hmm. Eastern medicine is more about curing the disease. Right. Western medicine, they want you to be on the uh, prescriptions because it's good for business. Right. There's no reason to cure nothing. You knock out a client if you cure something. Why would you cure it when you can give them a pill that keeps them going? Yes, yes, yes. No, um, and I think people uh, should know by now that China is actually a communist country, whereas the U.S. is a capitalist country. And I, this is one of the things I would have to say about the stock market, because if you listen to a lot of analysts on here, they like, oh, yeah, you can become a millionaire in 25 years or whatever. And this, TikTok is a great example how stuff can it takes something to really trend. And you can see within 200 days that this thing had 100 million users. That's incredible. That's incredible. But that it took the dedication and being consistent and look at it now. I mean, the president of the country is chiming in on this on this app right here. Uh, uh, I, I personally go ahead. 
No, uh, well, the thing about China is they've been doing it for years. Everything yes. in the package is cute and cuddly. You know what yes. I mean? Like that the app was friendly, cute, cuddly, like they've been doing with Snapchat and everything else. It sells. It's selling to the kids. The kids don't know no better. They get in their parents' pockets, go spend the money. So it, it's getting sold regardless. Like apps, games, everything's orientated towards the children yes. or, or the or, or the female orientation because they know those are the number one consumers in 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 America or in the world period because yeah. kids are going to spend on toys frivolous things I got, man my nieces and them they got a closet full of stuff they don't even mess around with no more you know what i mean all that money spent on what when it could be well invested in one of these companies and you could have been a, a partner or a, a shareholder of a company instead of giving them money for nothing yes sir yes sir and um the stock market is the number one source for building wealth. And like I said, you guys want to learn how to invest in the stock market. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, the big news right now is TikTok, and um, everybody on the edge of their seat with this deal right here. Um, I can't wait for it to go through myself. I'm invested in it. Like I said, I'm looking to make a few dollars off of this deal myself. And well, I want to switch over here to uh, stock facts, stock facts. Uh, we found out, well, we knew some interesting information about Hasbro and uh, Dexter. Uh, they own Death Row. <laughs> Said this is probably the most unusual acquisition that we've ever seen in modern day times. Now, even though this happened quite a while ago, I just wanted to bring it to the listeners' attention that a staple in hip hop, let me reiterate again, a absolute staple in hip hop said, you think about the death row artists, you got Tupac, you got Snoop Dogg, you got Dr. Dre. We could go on and on and on about how important and impactful uh, that death row records was to basically, let's just say it was the soundtrack to my high school years. Now, I don't want to get into telling my age out there because I'm pretty sure we got millennials there that's listening. But you think about how, you know, that basically is, like I said, it's the soundtrack to my high school years and it's very nostalgic. You know, you could put those records on. The other day I was listening to Doggy Style and it takes me back to a point and place and time in hip hop history where, you know, a lot of modern day artists that are out right now are inspired by it. And the fact that it's now owned by a toy manufacturer is absolutely insane. So let's just go to the particulars. Uh, Hasbro is known as a toy manufacturing giant. Okay, Hasbro has been traditionally known in the toy industry for its lead products like Mr. Potato Head, My Little Pony, and the historical franchise Power Rangers. Remember those guys I said? They're still on TV right now. <laughs> oh, just think about the royalty checks from those, man. Yeah. And they own that on top of Death Row Records. Can you imagine that? That's money, money, money. Yeah. That's not a little money. <laughs> so uh, it, in addition to the acquisition of Death Row Records, I want to point out also that multimedia entertainment company, uh, Entertainment One, was also acquired with this deal. Yeah. Uh, and Death Row was, it, it was basically purchased due to a bankruptcy in 2006. Now I said, between E1 and Death Row Records, you have $130 million in synergies which should be available for both companies if they manage to be profitable on ROI. Now, said, let me take a brief minute. And let me not go too fast here. But ROI is a simple acronym. And I don't want my people to be intimidated by acronyms. I don't want my people to be intimidated by words. I do not want my people to be intimidated by numbers. And this is probably the one number one reason why black people will look at the actual stock market and say, no, nah, you know what? It's too risky. Well, you, you haven't had a chance to even try to even decipher the information that's being given to you. Look, return on investment. If you see that on paper, it may look intimidating, but when you decipher it, all it is is a return on investment. We all understand what that is. So we know if we give cousin Joe's little daughter, $40 to start her lemonade stand. The first thing we're going to ask her is, look, 
I gave you forty dollars for this lemonade stand. Now you got to bring me back a hundred dollars. Okay, the sixty dollars is the profit. That's your return on the investment. What's so hard about that? What's so intimidating about that? Absolutely nothing. We need to take initiative in our community. We need to take ownership of all of these products that we make popular. You know, we was talking on last night. Said again, uh, with hip hop, we are we do double as hip hop executives. And we were talking on last night as we were about to break our artist's record. And we, we say hip hop artists because we feel like rap music is demonized. And let's just be honest here. Say it. there are messages that's being passed through our music right now that's totally unacceptable. We got to get out of that. OK, our artist doesn't represent that. Our artist represents positivity, love between the community. And, you know, what? at the same time, it sounds sweet. OK, now, I don't want to get away too far from the. Uh, point hit that I'm trying to make here. But Cedric, we have to get off this. We have to start getting into ownership. We were talking about the fact that Ciroc was once popular, okay, when it came out. And it was only due to the promotional dollars that was placed by Ciroc. Now, was it was a good product? No, absolutely not. It tastes like ether in a bottle. Yeah. But our people gulfed it up by the numbers. Why? Because they chose to put a highly marketable name like Sean Combs behind it. And because they put Sean Combs name behind it, it sold at record numbers. On the flip side, you have Rick Ross now. And I don't want to go too hard on Rick Ross because, uh, you know, just being fact, he's a Mississippi guy like myself. But uh, recently, you know, uh, to celebrate the signing of one of my artists, you know, I purchased some Bel Air. Uh, I asked him about the feedback on it. He said, man, look, it's, it's really not all that great, man. Uh, for the price that you pay for it. But you see how many of us are standing on couches and clubs and, you know, we're swinging it and, we, you know, in rare cases, we're pointing on our women and, you know, things of this nature. But when we get down to the actual product and tasting, this is supposed to be something refined if I'm going to be willing to shell out 200 bucks for it, say. Okay? And it's everything but that, say. It's everything but that. It's all in the branding. We don't even own quality products when we get them. And let's be honest here. We don't own them, Seth. What we have is a promotional deal that's provided by the real owner to that popular face that we identify with. Okay? So that isn't ownership, Seth. That isn't ownership. Okay? That's, That's you having your agenda or your product being promoted through someone that we co-sign from our community and say, look, this guy's cool because he drinks or he dresses a certain way. Uh, we should do so too. And we should encourage others to do. I look at people said dressed in Gucci from top, from head to toe. Gucci. I look at the embroidery on Gucci shirts and I see how large they are and how identifiable they are because of the color of that brand. Mm-hmm. And our people are decked out in Gucci. Right. A company that has made it publicly known that they could care less about our community. We boycotted them for a week. How long, Matt? A week or two. Maybe a week or two. And we were right back to Gucci this, Gucci that. Yeah. Black and people. And a black face shirt. Black people absolutely have. Now, we attacked Floyd Mayweather. We flat. I want. I want to. I want to use recall here for Cedric. We attacked Floyd Mayweather when he didn't join the movement. Do you remember that? Floyd Mayweather. Yes, we attacked yeah, Floyd Mayweather. Yes, we attacked Floyd Mayweather. We as a community. When I say we, I mean we as a black community. We went in on Floyd Mayweather because he would not join the movement. He said, "You know what? I got nothing to do with that." Okay. And you had recording artists like uh, my man T.I. to say, hey, man, listen, that ain't cool. You're not you, you know, you're not concerned about the black community or, you know, uh, this is the reason why we're coming at your neck right now. But Cedric, two weeks later, two weeks later, Cedric, not two months, not two years, two weeks later. We right back at square one. We are right back lined up at Gucci at Phipps Plaza here in Atlanta. And I'm not trying to give an endorsement to Phipps Plaza, but I'm, that is a trendy mall that is popularized, popularized, I'm sorry, by black people. 
we forgot about it. Boy, do we should have a short term memory, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want to thank y'all for joining us right here on Money Talks. Uh, y'all can catch us every Sunday at the same time. I want to thank I Am Batman for uh, subscribing to this page. Uh, if you guys can look at the screen, you will see a phone icon down there. If you guys click that button, we will take some calls in, in a little bit. Uh, as we was talking about Hasbro and, and owning Death Row and some of y'all that may not know uh, some of the historical facts. They had some of the biggest iconic uh, hip-hop artists over there on that label. Uh, Tupac was one of them. And we all know Snoop. He's uh, entertained. I always like Snoop. Uh, I think um, in terms of rapping and stuff like that, I think he been fell off from that. But I think he's a star. I, I love Snoop. Uh, he, just, uh, he still draws attention when he's step in the room. So... Uh, it, was, it was a lot of mystical stories when it comes to that label right there. So it's always been an iconic label in the hip hop world. And it's surprising that uh, toy company. But if I had the money, I would take that, take on Death Row myself. I'd bring that over here. Bring that publishing over here. Cause that music is going to last forever and ever. Yeah, you said, said if, we, if you listen to our music, you know, everybody has it. Everybody right. has it. So yeah. why do we allow Hasbro to purchase it? I want to I want to include a quote by CEO of Hasbro right now, uh, Brian Gardner, who's the CEO over there. He stated that the acquisition of E1 adds a beloved story-led uh, global family brands that deliver strong operating returns to Hasbro's portfolio and provides a pipeline of new brand creation driven by family-oriented storytelling. What family is he referring to, Cedric? <laughs> he just he made up a family. Death Row Records. <laughs> Yeah, he. But first of all, this is a filler statement. It's probably more than likely not written by Brian Gardner. Maybe you know some talented or, or less less public relations public relations. Thank you, public relations official. And uh, this is a very vague statement. It says nothing about our culture. It says it. Where did you hear Tupac in this statement? Right. Right. Tupac is it's not going to be in there. <laughs> This is our culture being sold away. We look at, you know, me being a record executive for so long. I look at the blood, sweat, and tears that are put into breaking a record and branding the artist. Now, you got to remember that these people are not interested in us at ground level, Cedric. Mm -hmm. They're not interested. You can call their record companies. You can send out mail outs. You don't receive anything back. They don't pick up your phone calls. They don't come to your hood. You get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so we we put yes, all of this. You get one hit, as bro. soon as you get that one hit, your phone is ringing. Uh, you're on a plane. You literally might these kids literally might go from making records in their basement to performing in London the next day. Right. Literally the next day. It mm -hmm. all depends on that record. But Cedric, who grew the record organically, and not only who grew the record organically. Well, where did that record sprout from? If we grew it organically, that organically, that means it, it grew from the ground. It, it sprouted because we fertilized it. After we fertilized it, it's a it's a very tasty crop that we just willingly give away. Why? Why would we do that? And another question said, who else does that besides the black community? <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I want to thank Molly Humphreys for joining us right now. And if you would, subscribe to this page. Click the like button. And again, if you guys uh, look at your screen, you will see a phone icon down at the bottom. Uh, you can click that button if you want to call in uh, shortly in about 10 minutes. Uh, if you got any questions. Uh, uh, we talked about Stanley Black and Decker. Decker, uh, this is his historical company. Um, it's, it's especially when you talk about dividends, and dividends is one of the ways you get paid in the stock market. Uh, all companies don't offer dividends, and it can be tricky because these CEOs, and that's why it's important to check out the company you planning to invest in, because not only can the public and the investors be sharks in 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 the industry. The CEOs and the management of that company, they 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 can trick you too to and and 
uh, investing in their company when that company is not really going anywhere. And Stanley Black and Decker is one of those companies that's been paying out dividends forever and a day. Thank you, Prem Rana, for joining us. I hope I'm saying y'all names correctly on here. Uh, you know, y'all guys get on here, y'all have all these names or whatever. So I'm just saying G and that's it. But I want to thank you for joining us and make sure you subscribe to this page. We're here every every Sunday. It's all about money. Money talks. And uh, Stanley Black and Decker, Dexter. Let's look a little bit at this company right here. Stanley Black and Decker has paid a healthy dividend. And when I say healthy dividend, that means that now I had a missed dividend payment. Since 1867, right. that is absolutely outstanding. Uh, the company uh, also owns the DeWalt brand. You know, everybody recognizes that Stanley Black & Decker, you know, they may also make, uh, you know, household ironings that you use to make iron your clothes. And, you know, they also have this product, DeWalt brand. But the interesting thing about that said is they make they make it look like that they're, they're competitors, Right. They have yes. the, the color scheme alone to the marketing and advertising of their product is totally different. You know, DeWalt is black and yellow. So you're yeah. walking along the aisle, you know, at Home Depot or Lowe's. And uh, by the way, Lowe's is CEO uh, is Marvin Ellison, uh, African-American man, uh, for those who didn't know. So if you ever want to shop at Lowe's or, or if you want to pick between Lowe's or Home Depot, I definitely uh, suggest that you go to Lowe's. But they have these identifiers as far as color. And you're just walking down that aisle and you see Stanley Black and De Decker, which is black and orange, and probably on the other shelf, uh, at the opposite shelf of DeWalt Drill. And you look at the DeWalt and it's black and yellow and they look like competitors. But they're not. They're owned by the same company, which is Stanley Black and Decker. Okay. And I just see, look at this and say, we have the opportunity to do things like this, but we don't. And it's very unfortunate, but Stanley Black and Decker is very, very, very safe. And in investing, I like to have safe margins, safety margins, what they refer to as safety margins. Now, we all love growth. I mean, what's life without growth? Uh, but we all also like to feel safe and secure about our investments. I mean, nobody wants to invest money three years later just to find out that they lost money. So it's very important to be diversified once again. And we have Matt coming up really soon on cryptocurrency. And that provides another whole different kind of form of uh, diversification. But you want to be diversified. And when you're diversified, you want to have a healthy balance of your growth stocks and your stocks that provide safety margins. And I think. Stanley Black and Decker is just a uh, amazing safety margin, Sergeant. Yes, sir. Stanley Black and Decker, formerly known as the Stanley Works, is a Fortune 500 American manufacturer of in industrial tools and household hardware and provider of security products. Headquartered in the greater Hartford city of New Britain, Connecticut. Stanley Decker, Stanley Black and Decker is the result of the merger of Stanley Works and Black and Decker, which happened in 2010, Connecticut. Uh, that's a that's a small state, but you know, it's people people up there with money. That's for sure. Because a lot of people that become successful in New York City, they actually go live over there in Connecticut, which is not that uh far from New York City. And Stanley Works came to existence as a direct result of the 1920 merger of Stanley's Bolt Manufacturing. Founded by Frederick Trent Stanley in 1843 and the Stanley Rule and Level Company. Founded by Frederick's Company, Henry Stanley in 1857. So they, right, this company has actually been in work since the 1800s. and went through some trans transformations and some mergers and things like that. So today we got Stanley Black and Decker. But this, this is a... Uh, a long-standing company right here. Uh, you got to salute a company like this, and they've been paying out their dividends for that long without no trickiness to it. Like, if you look at um some stocks, uh, looking at the dividend payouts, uh, that's something you definitely have to pay attention to. So I salute 
Stanley Black and Decker uh, for paying out their dividend faithfully without no trickery to this game. You're listening to Money Talks. I do have Dexter live, who is the co-host of the show. And, of course, it's co-hosted by me, said G. And we will be talking about crypto in a little bit um, by my guy, Matt Free. And, again, you guys, I want to thank Muhammad for joining us. And it's a phone icon down at the bottom. If you guys want to call in, click that button right there. Click the call button. And we'll be happy to talk to you. We're here every Sunday. Every Sunday, I represent said G Equity Investments. And Dexter represents Spencer Spencer Enterprising Investors Group. Hey, so I don't take offense to that, Cedric. I got so many companies. Well, not so many companies, but I, I, I take a great pride in my last name. You know, I'm a third generation business owner in my family. And, uh, you know, I put that, it should be always family first. Isn't that the whole idea of family yes sir yes sir okay (laughs) that's exactly the way i feel so when i think of spencer anything that that i own personally i think about my grandfather uh who was was the first business owner in my family and my uncle robert who owns spencer auto body in st louis cedric i want to point out something special about that that statement about my uncle robert uh, Nelly had a St. Louis Rams car that he took on to Soul Train Awards that he put in a couple of videos. And that car has an amazing uh, depiction of the St. Louis Rams football team on the side of it. And I want to shout out my cousin Dion Spencer because everyone believes that that is a decal. And it's not. He hand painted it. So I want to highlight my family in, uh, in regards to that because, you know, it's very important for each one to teach one. And we've lost that concept here in America, and we must regain that. So I take great pride in these companies being named with that Spencer name. So you you have companies like uh, the parent company, conglomerate company, is Spencer Enterprises. Now, under Spencer Enterprises, you own uh, it owns Spencer Enterprise and Investors Group, as well as Spencer Brand Inc., which is a marketing, branding, and consulting company that's based here in Atlanta. We work with artists. And not only artists, but aspiring entrepreneurs. And we teach them how to, you know, build basically their house of business. And what I mean, house of business is for the artists, you know, we'll teach them about publishing uh, things that that are going to bring in streams of revenue for them. On the flip side of that said, it wouldn't matter what industry they're in. It, all industries have pretty much the basic uh, startup um, processes. Uh, we should say, you know, you need a business license. That's very first and foremost. You need to file with the secretary of state. It is impossible to pay taxes without an EIN number. And by the way, uh, Uncle Sam was coming to see you on that. Uh, you know, I always think about that, that that Uncle Sam poster where he's pointing at you and, and that pointing at you is he's not saying you he's saying you better have my money when I come see you. <laughs> right. I'm going to audit you. And, you know, we've watched uh, a lot of people tragically lose basically their shirt by, you know, having tap, uh, tax discrepancies. And, you know, I want to say that we're at a disadvantage because guess what? It's the minute that we have something successful and we're not speculating here. We just, we're just being factual. Uh, the minute that we have something successful and we won't allow anybody foreign from our uh, non community, the outside community, anytime we don't want to allow them in. We become under attack. They start digging through your tax records and things of that nature, and they're going to start at taxes first. So we are already at a disadvantage. Now, we can strengthen our community through unity and say that, you know what, if we do run into a situation where we need additional shareholders or we need additional uh, initial capital for these companies, you know, why can't we have a discussion between us and bring in Future investors, because, again, when we listen to the music, everyone has it. Well, why aren't we using it? Why are we giving it away? You know, the average dollar does not circulate in the black community. Said It comes out of your paycheck. It goes to rent, which is probably owned by foreigners or whoever it is. But it's not owned by us because we are the uh, method. Would you agree we were probably on the lesser side of ownership? Oh, yeah. Definitely, 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 definitely without a doubt. Yeah, definitely, definitely without a doubt. So we're on the lower end of ownership, of home ownership. So who actually owns our homes? And then you have facts. Foreign investors. Yeah, foreign investors. But then you have historical uh, 
uh, misfortunes known as Redline. Now, let me explain, say what Redline is. Redline was basically a uh, uh, something that was enforced in New York where Granny couldn't purchase her property. Why couldn't Granny purchase her property? Because she was purposely denied that loan application that would have given her ownership where she could will her property to the relatives when at her passing. Now, Redline was strictly, strictly placed so that we could it would prevent us from home ownership. And this is in New York. Cedric, I want to say again, this is not speculation, people. This is facts. This is facts. We do not own our homes at that particular time. Why? Because of Redline. Well, they just got together and conjured up the same way we need to conjure up and come up with an idea. Okay? But they will purposely denied those loan applications. And this is very unfortunate, Sid. And, you know, all of this information is openly available. You know, the universe hands out so much information on a daily basis, and it's just up to you to gather it and to not only gather it, but to apply it to your life where it's an, it's advantageous to us. So uh, I just think it's very unfortunate, Sid. It, it just is. And at some point, you know, we, we have to counteract. And we're still waiting for that day, unfortunately. Yes, sir. I want to thank Bobby. Bobby, how you doing on today, sir? I want to thank you for joining us. I know y'all got y'all football games and things on right now. Um, it's football season. We're coming into fall season, but you took your time out of your schedule to come check us out right here. We're here every Sunday. And feel free to call in. It's a phone icon on your screen. Uh, share this page. Share it with your social media friends and let them know we over here talking. Uh, we're talking about the finances. And when you do look at the market, um, it's one thing to invest in the market. And it's another thing to have multiple streams coming. And that's the thing that we're on, having multiple streams of income coming. Not only just in the stock market, but it's a good place to build wealth. But we're not stuck right there, you know. Um, but... Um, People keep asking, how do we get started in investing? I just start you an account. You know, uh, I went through the motions. Uh, I had my Robinhood Hood account for probably three or four years before I even bought anything because I kept running from it. I kept logging in there and, and getting lost as soon as I got in there. You know, and just start you an account. You got to add your bank account on there. And that takes a few days for it to happen. But you have a choice. You can when you start your account, you're responsible for your account. You're responsible for your portfolio managing your account. And some people like to get on in and buy stuff and they don't check it for I don't know how long. I think that's a bad idea. Or or you can go to Dexter or you can come to myself and we can assist you with your portfolio. Dexter has uh, classes coming soon. I will be having a workshop coming soon. Uh, me, myself, I have some other things going on, some other uh, prospects on investments, but my workshop will be coming soon. Uh, I can't give a put a, a time frame on it right now, but it's definitely coming. And Dexter, you will have some class coming soon. Yes, sir, Cedric, we have. Uh, you know, my company's acronym is SEEDS. That's Spencer Enterprise and Investors Group, again, uh, pronounced SEEDS. And, yes, we are actively uh, preparing these online courses. And you know what? We're going to make this feasible for the community. We realize that, you know, this is already something that needs to be financially planned amongst a, a family. So we want to make this feasible uh, to the actual uh new investors uh we don't want to scare them with gouty numbers and say well you know what because cedric initially when i wanted to first invest in the stock market it was right before the birth of my child and i remember back then i went to wachovia what was then wachovia and i talked to the guy and i said you know what i'm getting ready to have birth of my child and uh i know it's a good idea that i invest in the stock market now that's not that I had a great deal of information available about the stock market, but I knew it was a great idea. So I'm telling the Wachovia agent this. With $5,000 or $10,000, Cedric, I'm right out of college. I don't have $5,000 or $10,000. Are you kidding me? But nowadays, nowadays, the Internet has leveled the playing field. You can literally start your initial investments with a dollar. 
two dollars, ten dollars. You know, a lot of people, I'll just encourage them, look, man, just start with ten dollars. Just watch the behavior of the stock. You know, when you see that six cents come back, just know that's six percent. So that's six percent of whatever it is that you put in there, whether you put ten dollars in there, didn't get the six cents or, you know, you put the hundred dollars in there and you just watch the numbers go up. You know, but at some point we have to step out there. And get our feet wet. Now, I'm not saying bet your whole paycheck. Bro. Nobody should do that. But we can't exercise dollar cost averaging it is the most effective method of actually investing. It is. And dollar cost averaging may catch some people off guard. But Cedric, that's just saying when I get paid on Friday, I'm putting thirty dollars away. And when I see something, you know, I'll buy it. Eventually, if you put thirty dollars away per week. Eventually, what you have is a nice little nest egg that you can invest into the stock market. But you can start initially just by watching that behavior of the stock at 10 to 15 dollars. Again, this is the leverage of the Internet that is provided for us. Now, a lot of people use Internet for social media and God knows whatever. But this is a golden opportunity in a golden era because we are going to see market volatility this year. It's inevitable. You know, we have a very uncertain market. Yes, for sure. You can never. Uh, I, I, I actually love to hear when I hear analysts say, let's see what's going to happen. Uh, we don't know. You know, that puts me on the same playing field with them, you know, because. Unfortunately, we have big people that invest in these companies that can get inside information, but they don't. So legally, they don't supposed to know that information before the public know it. And. Uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin is going to be the thing of the future is coming. It's, it's, it's a budding industry right now. Uh, we got my man, Matt Freed, that's going to talk a little bit about Bitcoin and crypto. Uh, it is the thing of the future. It is definitely coming. And it's billions of dollars being poured into that industry right now. Uh, Matt, tell us a little bit about Bitcoins, crypto. I think we lost Matt here. Uh, again, this you hear money me now, talk. sir. You hear yes, me now, sir. I got you. Appreciate the segue, my friend. Um, like you were saying earlier about football, everybody sitting around watching football this weekend and everything. Well, crypto is just a, crypto is just as volatile as the football game. It's got its upswings and downswings. The best way to catch a crypto is catch it early, watch it go up, catch it coming back down. Like recently, there was a coin that just debuted on Coinbase. For those of you that don't know what Coinbase is, Coinbase is basically your central bank unit for cryptocurrencies. It's basically a coin exchange. You got different cryptocurrencies on there. You can buy at different rates and let them sit there, accrue some interest or sell them a day day trading or however you want to do it. Um, But recently on Coinbase, we had this um, cryptocurrency called Uniswap. It dropped. Normally, Coinbase bets the coins that go on there, give them a little process before they actually come on to the the, uh, exchange. Just for their security purposes, they want to see what direction it's going to go and everything. But Uniswap is unique because as soon as it dropped, they put it on Coinbase. Well, as soon as it dropped, you get this thing called Coinbase effect. People that don't know what that is, usually... What happens is a coin gets dropped in Coinbase, and within the first 24 hours, it gets a little fluctuation. You can get some gains out of it if you catch it at the right time and sell it at the right time. Well, Uniswap got dropped at $3.16, I believe. No, it was three oh six, and went all the way up to $8.45 in less than 24 hours. That is a total gain of 130 to 140% if you would have called it when it hit crypto, uh, hit Coinbase. You wouldn't get this type of return in your, in your normal S&P 500 or your Dow Jones or your stocks. It can work for your advantage in crypto, the volatility of it, but it also can work to your disadvantage. Because as we are speaking right now, um, the same coin, Uniswap, it's only been like maybe four days of being debuted. Uh, it's now sitting at $4.93. Bitcoin itself did the same thing. You know, the only reason Bitcoin gets so much not- notoriety 
is because it was pretty much the first cryptocurrency to come out, established itself. It established the blockchain, which all the other cryptocurrencies basically pivoted off of and adapted to. There's hundreds of thousands of cryptocurrencies at this point. Coinbase only got a select few on the platform to um, choose from. Like I said, they do their vetting process and everything. But what's also cool about Coinbase and cryptocurrency, they have things called drops. This is free money. Listen to me. When I say free money, I mean free money. You get your Coinbase account and they have little tutorials you take and they give you free coins for taking the little tutorials. Another way of doing it is recruiting friends to Coinbase. They give you $10 in free Bitcoin. But Every so often you have a certain like coin. If you're sitting on it, it does a split or gets put on drops a coin itself. You'll get um, what they call a drop. Well, with this Uniswap coin, if you had anything prior to September 1st in your account, you got a you got a thousand dollars worth of free coins just for having it in your account, which adds up to 360, uh, 326 tokens for free. Right. You wouldn't get that in the stock market. The equivalent to that in the stock market is your dividends. You get it on the back end. This sometimes does it on the front end. And like I said, before you um, before you ever do anything with cryptocurrency and with any other investment, do your research. First and foremost, research everything that you want to put your money into. To make sure it's a solid, sound investment. Nobody can tell you what to invest in. You got to make that decision on your own. But cryptocurrency, if you can catch the right upswing and the volatility will work in your favor, it's a real good investment. But like I said, it also can pivot back the other way. and You can lose a lot. People lost half their nest eggs in Bitcoin when it hit $10,000 a couple of years ago and dropped back down to five. But if they held out, it all depends on your time frame, too. If you hold out, it inevitably goes back up for the most part. Bitcoin's back up over $12,000 right now, or it was before I started this podcast. Let me see what it's sitting at right now. Yeah, Bitcoin is currently, yeah, it's at $10,878.53. So, but with any stock, like I say, just do your research, invest wisely, and know what you're investing in. A lot of the older cats don't invest in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency because it's a new technology. But I believe it's on the cusp of like the internet or or even cars. It's it's the next revolution in technology. So definitely, it's coming. Yeah, it's better to get on the ground floor floor of this. All the governments are developing a cryptocurrency. Paper money is probably going to be eradicated here soon. They already have coin shortages for coins. If they're not pressing coins, they just dump several trillion dollars into the economy for the stimulus package. You really think they're going to print any more money for us? I highly doubt it when it's cheaper, more viable, and a lot more transparent to go with a blockchain-based cryptocurrency such as Bitcoin or something. Right, 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 right. Uh, we got about seven minutes left here. If you guys want to try to call in, you can look at on your screen. It's a phone icon. You can click that button and push the call button. Uh, I want to thank Hamid for joining us. I'm doing fine, sir. Thank you for asking. Make sure you subscribe to this page and click the like button. And also, um, once we get through with the episode, I upload it and it's set for replay. So you guys can go back and push replay. And when you go onto the page, don't uh, leave a comment. Let me, let us know what you think about this show. Let us know what you think about this program, uh, this information you guys are getting. Again, you have a choice. You can go manage your own um, portfolio or you can come to Dexter, um, get some consultation. Or you can come to myself. We got classes coming. We got workshops coming. There's a whole bunch of things because it started to, uh, to become a demand of people want to know how to invest. And we're here to change your life. It, this thing right here, investing, 
can change your family lives. It can change your children's life. And you definitely can break generational chains with this uh, investments. And crypto, um, with crypto, you're actually exchanging money. You're not investing in the crypto itself like it's a company or something. You're exchanging into crypto to do what you're going to do with crypto. Uh, tell the people a little bit about that, Matt, before we go. We only got a couple of minutes, but explain to them how it, you you actually exchanging the money. Well, actually, there's a couple of different um, benefits of crypto. You actually can invest in crypto. They have okay. things. They have um, they have their own version of IPOs that come out, and you can invest in the company right. itself. But nine times out of ten, when you do an exchange, like there's a company behind each token, right? Like they they have a company. Like Uniswap has a company that you can invest in. And then it also has a token that you can come out and use as your currency. Yes. So okay. it's kind of both. That's what that's what really boggled my mind when I first started investing in this. Okay. This, this is a this, this is a testament right here. About four years ago, I saw Ethereum. I just got into cryptocurrency, saw Ethereum, and saw Bitcoin. I seen Bitcoin at hundred and thirty dollars a Bitcoin. Okay, didn't know what it was. Looked a little sh shady to me. Didn't really couldn't grasp my head around it at the time because I didn't have the knowledge to do so. But as I delved a little bit deeper into it and started understanding it, I seen Ethereum, $7 a share. Went to purchase 100 shares. At the time, I had a um, debit card that was not linked to a bank. So I was not able to make the purchase because you have to have a bank account to verify the transactions. Um. So I went on a trip to New Orleans, only took two days, came back. It doubled in the two days to fourteen dollars. All right. Well, I'm going to let it go back down, thinking it's like the stock market, because that's what I equated it to. And lo and behold. As of right now, that year, it went up to three hundred and forty three dollars. As of right now, it's almost at four hundred dollars. That's seven hundred dollar investment in less than a year. Would have had me forty, almost forty thousand dollars if I'd have pulled the trigger on it. Okay, okay, that's a better, so, clearer understanding of, of crypto. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just you got to be able to pull the trigger, and like I say, do your research and understand which ones you messing with, because they had this one coin called One Coin, and it was nothing but a Ponzi scheme, and the um. CEO of the company wound up going. He went wound up missing for a while. I think he wound up getting caught and going went to jail behind it. So you got to be careful with crypto because, like I said, anything new to the system or new, there's always scam artists and there's always somebody trying to trick and trade. So Coinbase is a solid one because it's a well trusted exchange. So if it's on Coinbase, nine times out of ten you can trust it. But there's other exchanges that. Just throw anything on the, on their exchanges, and you really got to vet it. And that's my best advice for uh, cryptocurrency this week: is just vet, vet everything you do. All right, all right. That's my man Matt Free. He's explaining cryptocurrency. Uh, I am said G CEO of said G Equity Investments. A journey that leads to success. Dexter, you got any lab? We got about a minute and a half left. You got any last things you want to say? Hey, absolutely. Again, the seeds classes are coming soon. Uh, get at me at uh, D A R E A L uh, D E C K S on Twitter, and I'll be making an announcement at, uh, via Facebook at D E C K S, last name Spencer, on Facebook. And we're going to keep the people updated on when those classes are coming, and they're going to be extremely informative. And very, very affordable, Cedric. I want to put a emphasis on affordable. I think my people will be not only uh, empowered by it, but they will be very pleased on how affordable this will be. Uh, we are uh, cognizant that our people need a break. They literally do need a break. So we're going to make this affordable, Cedric. They're going to be very happy about that. For sure, for sure. And like you said, you can catch us on Twitter. We'll be posting things on Twitter and Facebook. On Twitter, you can get at me at Mr. 911. That's M-I-S-T-A 911. Uh, 
Facebook, uh, said G podcast. It got, make sure you guys go back and check out my latest podcast too. Uh, it's interesting. I got another one coming up very soon. It's called Through the Eyes of a Child. That will be a deep episode. It's Money Talks with said G and Dexter. I want to thank you guys for joining us and make sure you catch us next week. Ashton, we about to sign out. Catch us next week.